The following podcast is going to contain spoilers along with me, just a regular guy, talking about all the things I love, such as comics, movies, television, music, and books. So yeah, proceed at your own risk. To another episode of Just Another Fanboy. I'm your host, Steven, and today I'm talking about Spider Man, but not just any Spider Man comic. This is a new comic, just came out on Wednesday, issue number one. It was written by J.J. Abrams with his son, Henry Abrams. The art was by Sara Pakelli with Elizabeth D'Amico listed as inking assistant. Dave Stewart was on colors, and the letters were done by VCs Joe Caramunga. Now, I'm going to tell you right off the bat that I am going to spoil the crap out of this book. It just came out on Wednesday. Today is Friday, so you've only had a couple days. If you haven't read it, then if you don't want to be spoiled, stop listening. Shut off this episode. Go listen to something else. I'm, there's a lot of other stuff out there. I've never, I, don't want, I don't want you leaving. But I also don't want you to be upset because I've spoiled the issue for you. Because I'm gonna. I'm gonna spoil it. Now, the first big thing I have about this book, because I really did enjoy it, but the first big thing I found really quite odd from the beginning is that it's just called Spider-Man. Now, there have been a number of different Spider-Man titles just called Spider-Man. So I don't know if that means that eventually, at some point, they're going to consider this part of the Spider-Man title. Because, of course, they did Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man. And then I think uh, Marvel Knights, maybe they came back with the Spider-Man title. I feel like Terry Dodson was involved. I just found it odd. I found it odd that they're releasing this miniseries and they're just calling it Spider-Man. It's not like Spider-Man something else. You know, Spider-Man with a subtitle. But the issue itself was titled Bloodlines. This is not an in-canon story. I'm, not, I'm assuming, I'm guessing, because some crazy stuff happens in this issue. And it's set, most of it is set 12 years into the future. So I am just going to just get out on that diving board and take the big plunge and say, this is a what-if type of story. This is somewhere, this is happening somewhere else in the quote-unquote Spider-Verse. Now, I don't, new, I don't normally buy new comics. There's one new comic I buy every month that it comes out and will continue to buy it as long as it keeps rocking. And that's Grumble that Mike Norton is on and Rafer Roberts. But I, I, keep, I kept hearing stuff about this book leading up to Wednesday. And I kind of thought to myself, all right, I'll tell you what. Wednesday, I'll look on Comixology. If the book is available and it's not like eight bucks, then I'll go ahead and pick it up and see what all the hubbub's about. And so I did, and I really enjoyed it, and I'm going to get the other five issues. But let me just talk you through the issue here. Let me just tell you what's going on. So we open up. There's been some kind of great, big, scary, freaking battle. Mary Jane is walking around amongst the snow and the destruction. There's a lot of other people out, survivors, it almost looks like. It, it, it looks as if a bomb has dropped on New York. And she's she's walking around in the snow and she's looking for Peter 
And here comes Peter and he's in, you know, he's, he's as Spider-Man. His costume is all ripped up and shredded. And he's not looking good at all. And as we get a clearer look at him, you can see that his right arm is practically gone. It's just, it's there. He's got a hand, he's got fingers, but they're just practically stripped to the bone. And Mary Jane is, you know, she's like, come on, we got to go. We got to get out of here. You can't be doing this anymore. The rules are different now. You know that. So we know right away that there's something going on. And if you didn't know that the book, ultimately the book is about Peter and Mary Jane's son. They, they've they been talking about that online. So you go into it knowing that they have a kid. Had you not known that, that line might have been, oh, well, what, what's going on is the... is. Are superheroes not allowed to be fighting crime anymore? But no, it's, it's, uh, you've got a child at home now. Your responsibilities are different. The rules are different. You can't be putting your life on the line like this anymore. And, uh, the big bad shows up with all his little cronies. And all his, his little cronies look like a cross, looks, they, they look like the xenopho, the xen, uh, they look like the xenomorphs from aliens with uh crossed with robots as if you know if you put uh if if you made them into cyborgs that's what these creatures would look like and they're led by by a dude that looks somewhat similar but he's he's huge and you find out later his name is they they call him cadaverous and he's asking for spider-man's help it's really it's it's confusing at first because one of the other bits of information that they did release before this issue came out is that the villain's name was Cadaverous, and they would show the the artwork for Cadaverous. And uh, so he he's standing there with all his little cyborg alien minion things, and he's asking in a very weird, halting way, like he can't quite talk right. Maybe he just doesn't understand the English language. Maybe there's because he's got he looks like he's got uh, he he's a bit he's quite a bit robotic as well. But he's asking Spider-Man for help. And Peter's telling Mary Jane, he's like, run, run. You have to run. You got to go. And then he starts fighting all these little alien creature dudes. But then it happens. I assumed up until this point, because I knew something crazy was going to happen. I knew that the story was about Ben Parker, Mary Jane, and Peter's son. And I knew that it was set in the future. So I assume at this point, Peter's going to die. But Peter doesn't die. Mary Jane dies. Cadaverous has these big claw fingers and he stabs her through the back and throws her off of the bridge. They're on like the one of the big New York bridges. And so we go from there to, to Mary Jane's funeral. Peter's there. He's now missing his right arm uh, from like the elbow down. And he's holding the hand of his little boy, Ben Parker, who's about four or five. And as you're at the funeral, you can hear there you can hear a radio broadcast or a TV broadcast and it's talking about the events over the last couple of days and the big battle and how Spider-Man saved everyone as he normally does. That's that's what Spider-Man does. He saved everyone, but he couldn't save his wife. We shoot forward 12 years into the future. Ben Parker is going to school. He would be about 16 or 17 at this point. He's getting into his locker and there's this bully picking on, uh, picking on some kid and Ben intercedes. He steps in. He's like, Roland, leave him alone. And then the big bully guy is, you know, getting in Parker's face. And then we, th- there's this, this great moment because then they take us suddenly into this classroom and the teacher's up at the front and he's giving a lesson. And suddenly the bully just comes flying through the door. The door is just, I mean, 
Peter must have thrown him, just not Peter, Ben must have just thrown him through, the, the door was closed. So the door is being knocked off its hinges and this kid is flying in. So then Ben is in the principal's office and Ben's like, I was just trying to help. He was picking on a kid and the principal tells him, uh, well, we don't need your kind of help. So again, there's a little confusion and it only kind of doubles by the time we get to the end of the book because a normal teenage kid isn't going to be able to throw another teenage kid who's practically twice his size through a closed door unless he's got superpowers. The people around him are going to wonder why he is able to do that. But the principal seems like he's not, he doesn't seem to be questioning it. And when he uses the line, we don't need your kind of help. So I'm now going under the assumption that everybody knows that Ben Parker has superpowers. And if I'm going to go under that assumption, maybe the next assumption that I'm going to have is that everybody knows at this point that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And that's why Ben Parker has superpowers. They don't really, they don't clarify this at all. It's very kind of confusing. I'm hoping by the end of the series, this, this comes to light because the way the issue ends has me even more confused. So Peter comes to the school to pick up his son. Peter now looks like, uh, the moment I saw Peter Parker with disheveled hair, a beard, he's in a suit and tie, he's, he's got a messenger bag around his, around his torso, my first thought was Jim from The Office. Because if you've seen that dude now, John Krasinski, I can't remember what his last name is. If you've seen him in, for example, um, the Jack Ryan show where he plays Jack Ryan, he's got a beard. And of course, Jim from The Office, at least for the first number of seasons, had very disheveled hair. So that's my first thought was John Krasinski or whatever his name is. He, he could play Peter. If they, when, they, when they do this movie, he could play Peter. So he comes to pick up Peter and they have an argument in the car. You learn that Peter is, he either doesn't live with his son or he's just gone all the time. Ben lives with Aunt May. I was surprised that 12 years later, Aunt May is still alive. But Ben lives with Aunt May, and, and, it, and it sounds like Aunt May raised Ben. And so they're arguing in the car because he's telling Ben that he can't be doing stuff like this. And Ben is, is arguing back with him. And, and here's, here's where a little more confusion comes in, because Ben is just basically telling him, you know, I'm just trying to stand up for people. I'm just trying to do the right thing. You wouldn't know anything about that. You're a coward and everything. And so I thought, well, maybe he doesn't know that Peter is Spider-Man. They all, they all seem to know that Ben has superpowers, but nobody seems to question it. But Ben, if he, if he knows at this point that Peter Parker is, that his dad was Spider-Man, then we have to assume at this, that, that he has stopped being Spider-Man, which would make sense. Mary Jane dies, he stops being Spider-Man, and he doesn't want Ben to go out there risking his life because he doesn't want anything to happen to Ben. And Ben thinks he's a coward because he stopped being Spider-Man. That's what I'm assuming. My assumptions with that are wrong. We'll find out a bit about that later. So Ben goes home. He, he goes to open the front door and his hand is stuck to the doorknob and he's very confused. Why is, my, why is my hand stuck to the doorknob? So right away now I'm thinking, well, no, he doesn't know then that Peter Parker is Spider-Man. And he tries to open the door. The door comes off the hinges and uh, Aunt May comes home and 
Ben's sitting in bed reading a book or something and Aunt May sits down and she says, hey, I like the new door. And he goes, well, I kind of broke the old door. And she says, you want to explain it? And he's like, no, not really. And she's very understanding. And then he has a nightmare about his mom covered in blood. And when he wakes up startled, he's on the ceiling. Aunt May comes in and sees him on the ceiling. She, of course, she's not at all alarmed by this in any fashion. So she knows that Peter was Spider-Man and she seems to be expecting that this was going to happen to Ben. So she takes him up into the attic and tells him, just go through the boxes. Just look through the boxes. And so he's up there and he's looking at photos of of his parents, uh, you know, holding him as a baby and whatnot. And then he finds Spider-Man's costume and it's still in shreds. And he's just like, whoa, Spider-Man. And that's, that's something like that. And that's how the issue ends. So again, I'm confused because I feel like everybody seems to understand that Ben Parker is at least super strong. Either that, or it's just, it's just not that big a deal when a teenager throws another teenager who's twice his size through a door. That seems either, either they know that, that Ben has superpowers or what Ben did is, is, is just an everyday occurrence. That part got me confused. Ben did not know his dad was Spider-Man apparently. So his argument about calling his dad basically a coward and telling him that he never, he never stands up for, you know, wouldn't know what it's like to stand up for somebody and all that. That's just from his experience growing up with his dad who has stopped being Spider-Man and has stopped risking his life and has stopped sticking his neck out there because of what happened to his wife. I love that. I completely love that and I understand that. I'm just a little confused about where the superpowers come in and how that relate, how people understand that he's, I don't know. I just, so beyond that, which I hope they explain by the end of the series, the six issues, beyond that, I loved it. Sara Pakali, the art is just, it's just amazing. I love the art. The, the book is just, they couldn't have chosen a better artist, frankly. And then you, you, you match that up with Dave Stewart's colors. This was a really good book. This was an amazing book. I'm really glad that I decided to take the plunge and try this book out. I'm really glad that I'm going to get five more of these issues because from what I understand, we're, it's going to get crazier and crazier. And I can't wait to take that ride. I'm, looking, I'm really looking forward to it. I really contemplated at one point. I thought, well... I told myself, if you're going to get the first book and you like it, then you're going to want to get the other five books. And if you're going to pay, granted, through Comixology, since I am a member of Unlimited, I get 15% off. But still, we're looking at like, I think it was a five, four ninety nine, something like that. You're looking at paying a, a, almost $5 for all, for each issue. That's what I'm talking, I'm saying to myself, you know, if you waited for the trade, you're going to pay less. And you'll probably be able to to get it through Hoopla anyway. But I didn't for some. I just didn't feel like waiting on this one. I want I want to be able to read a current comic every now and then. I don't want to have to wait. And this seemed like the perfect one because it's only six issues. It's not a sta- It's not in canon. I don't have to worry about any kind of backstory. You know, I've I've thought about jumping in on some of these events when they start up, but. I don't know what's going on in the universe leading up to the event, so I always feel like I'm just going to be lost. I don't want to spend my money on that. 
So I thought this was the perfect book to just jump in on, and I'm glad I did it, and I'm looking forward to the rest of them. All right, that's it. That's my that's my episode. I'll leave you with 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 that, with whatever with whatever I'm saying. Anyway, till next time, I'm Stephen, and I'm just another fanboy. Be nice to each other. Just Another Fanboy is a presentation of the Stephen or Else podcast. Questions and comments can be directed to feedback at stephenorelse.com. You can support the show for as little as a dollar a month at patreon.com slash stephenrorr and get instant access to the My Other Podcast podcast, a weekly show about whatever crawls its way into my tiny little mind just moments before I tap record. You can find me on the World Wide Web at stephenorelse.com or find me on Twitter and Instagram by searching for at stephenorelse. I also encourage you to subscribe to the show, leave us a five-star review, and share this episode with a friend. Just Another Fanboy is a proud member of the Comics Podcast Network. You can find that over at comicspodcasts.com. All links will be in the show notes. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.